Hi, everybody. This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's episode, Getting What You Want in Bed. Mm-hmm. And what do your patients say of why they do fake it, and how do you help them with that? Very often they fake it because either they just want the experience to be over with, like it's not going well, they don't feel comfortable expressing what it is that they really do want, Mm. they're worried that the guy's ego is going to be hurt or something like that. 70% of women cannot orgasm from You have problems? She has answers. Getting down to the nitty gritty with people who know what they're talking about. This is Advice for Life with Lynn. All right, no matter what your age, no matter where you are in your relationship, sex is super important. Somebody once told me sex is a barometer for your relationship, and I completely agree. It's how things are going, right? It's an indicator of how things are going. Your connection and satisfaction in the bedroom is indicative to how your relationship is with yourself and your partner. I'm not just saying that. We have an expert who's going to say that too. So, so in a general sense, that said, in a general sense, women typically, typically, I'm just going to be generic here, general. Uh, We want cuddling, we want touching, we want emotional connection in bed. Men typically want a good romp in the hay and, you know, maybe some dirty talk and naughtiness, whatever that is to you. But it's also true that women want orgasm too, or fantasy or other stuff, and maybe, maybe difficult for her to ask for. And I would guess men might not also be getting their needs met as well in bed because of a communication issue or some other hang up, a lot of hang ups. One of the things my husband has taught me in life is to ask for what you want. And as a female, I just, I'm at this age, I'm just now practicing that heavily because I, I wasn't taught that. Growing up, you know, especially a Catholic schoolgirl and a strict father, I had a hard time asking. I didn't, you know, I have a say, I can ask for something, whatever it is. Um, but I've been working hard on it and it's, my life is so much better. It took a man though to show me that it's okay to express your needs and Since we're talking about the bedroom today, that's what we're talking about. Today's guest is Victoria Raymond. She's back. She's been wonderful on our podcast. She's a licensed psychotherapist, and she's a sex therapist in South Florida. Welcome, Victoria. Thanks, Lynn. Nice to be here. Sex is like one of the most popular topics in this podcast. I've done a couple of shows on uh, sex, and everybody is interested in it. Uh, Either they're not getting enough, they're Mm. getting... I've never heard anybody say they're getting too much, or it doesn't mean much to them, or whatever. What percentage of couples that you see are not getting their needs met in bed? I would say probably 100% of the couples that come to my office are having some sort of sexual problem. They're not necessarily coming in for that specifically, but if you're fighting with your partner all the time, you're also probably not having great sex. So. So, yeah, of course you're a therapist. People come to you when things are not going great. So that goes along with not having sex. Um, why Why do you think that this is the case, that 100% of the people are not getting their needs um, met? I think, you know, what you were just saying, women very often need emotional connection. They need to feel supported and loved and seen and appreciated and validated in order to feel connected to their partners. So... I think that that's a big part of it. And remember, the couples that I see are not in a great space. So they're coming to figure out how they can repair their relationship. And sex is usually one of the things that leaves a relationship when they're just overall not doing well. What do men want? 
usually more sex but not necessarily i think the same they want maybe something a little different or they want to talk about their fantasies there was a study recently that said that the more people talk about their sex life the more satisfied they are with their sex life but also the more satisfied they are with their overall relationship so even just talking about sex for men and women was a big indicator of a healthier relationship so talking about sex with who their mother or no, their, each other each other not oh. their mom no no not gonna do definitely yeah oh. Talking about it together. Yep. Oh, that's interesting. So if you're talking about sex with your partner, you're probably in a good relationship. In the bedroom and out of the bedroom. That's what the study said, right? It was, if you're talking about what you really like, what you don't like, what feels good, what you want more of, what your fantasies are, then the likelihood is you have a non-judgmental, open line of communication with each other. You feel like you can say whatever you want to say and be heard. So it is a pretty good indicator of a healthy relationship. Does that go into other parts of the relationship? You you, you can sure. you feel like you can say anything about anything? I, mean, I, I would think imagine. If you, yeah, if you can talk about sex, which is one of the most taboo subjects for a lot of people, then yeah, I think you can talk about most other things. Is it taboo for couples? Do you see couples who have trouble t- talking about sex with each Often, other? Often, yeah. I mean, based off, think about what you just said, right? You grew up a Catholic school girl. Like, nobody told you that you could talk about what you wanted in the bedroom. How would you have ever known that? So, yeah, I, I totally do. I think it translates into all different parts. What is the most common problem couples face with sex? Um, I think the most common problem. I think it's either not knowing what you want or just not knowing how to talk about it with your partner. So how do you help couples with that? So the first step would be, right, do you know what you want? So it's great that your your husband has shown you it's okay to talk about what you want. It's okay to tell me what you want. That's a huge step. Sometimes we have to go backwards. So do you even know what you like? If the answer to that question is no, then how are we expecting your partner to be able to please you sexually? It's just not going to be possible. So for some people, we have to start at that point. What is it that you even like? Like, do you do it yourself? Do you watch porn? Like, do you read anything? Did you see something in a show that turned you on that you want to talk about or try? So sometimes we have to start there with what is it that you like? And then absolutely, I think one of the biggest things is how do I tell my partner that I want to try this? Oh, because you find that women, I would imagine, in general are embarrassed? I think there's embarrassment. They're feeling like their partner is going to judge them or is not going to know what to say or, but yeah, I think it's usually embarrassment, shame. What do you tell women? What do you tell the woman? Your, your husband's going to love it that you're talking about. Probably your husband's going to be all about it, right? right? Usually that is the case. Um, I just tell people like your partner can't read your mind. So if you want something and you're not getting it and you're going to stay then in the same place and you're going to be resentful in two years from now, you're not getting good sex. You're not getting what you want. You're just going to be resentful just say it find the right time and that's a big part of it find the right time find the healthiest way to communicate about what you need or what you want but ultimately you're you're stopping yourself from feeling resentment in the future if you just get it out now would it be okay also to tell we'll just use women as, yeah. as an example the woman if she doesn't know what she wants she could tell her husband or partner listen i want change I want to feel satisfied, but I, I don't. I don't know anything. I don't know what I want. So maybe we could just, you know, kind of like when you go to a, a, a salad bar. You know, you want to try this. You want to try that. Yeah, you want a little bit of everything. No, for sure. Go to a sex store together. I think even just opening mm. the conversation with, "Hey, I feel like." I wouldn't do anything negative. Definitely not our sex life is boring, but focus on the positive. I really love when you did this the other day. Like, we should do more of that. Or maybe we could talk about something more specific. Or maybe we can go to a sex store together and see if there's any toys that look like fun. 
yeah, I want to experiment with you is such a nice message to give and receive. As opposed to a criticism. I'm unhappy. Our sex life is lame. You're boring. Nothing you're doing is working. What do those words do to a relationship? It's like complete deflation of ego, of desire. You know, everybody wants to feel like they know what they're doing. I think a big part of having a healthy sex life and asking for what you want is really being encouraging. So if your partner's doing five things wrong, but one thing right, just focus on that one thing and say like, I love when you do that, more of that would be great. And bring it up, actually like really bring it up before sex, not after sex. I think you have to talk about sex, not in the bedroom. So you have to talk about sex in like a comfortable setting. You're sitting on the balcony with a glass of wine, like, hey, let's talk about our sex life in a calm space. Definitely not right before or after or during sex. You don't want to. Right. So number one, find out what you want. Number two, be encouraging, you know, positive that that's good. This is this, this works. This doesn't work. And have this sex talk out of the bedroom before sex like with no distractions yeah. and so oh my gosh one of one of my co-workers said to me because i told her i was doing this podcast <clears throat> i'm like do you have any questions she says um why is sex so important it's not all that you don't need to have sex to maintain the marriage the media is telling me i should have more sex so i don't know i don't want to analyze her but i'm thinking like i think a lot of i think women who are tired and they're raising kids and they're mm-hmm. you know keeping a household together do you find that women come to you and they're like i'm beat yeah. i don't want it i don't want any of this yeah i think there's ups and flows in every relationship so there's going to be periods of your relationship where having a lot more sex and period especially if you have two little ones or one little one that is going to be a lot less sex and that's very normal but yeah of course i mean sex should be pleasurable that's the other part of it at some point it became pressure right the media is telling me that i should have more sex that sucks like it shouldn't be that way it should be a way to connect with your partner and it should be some time to feel good together if you're having sex for reasons other than we both want to make each other feel good then something's amiss what do men tell you <laughs> you can tell me Victoria's um, looking at me like I don't know if you want to hear this no I want to hear it let it fly I don't want to generalize okay. a lot of men want to have more sex and that's a big part of it but a lot of guys have a lot of anxiety about sex and they're hmm. not great at acknowledging their anxiety or expressing their feelings necessarily not all men but a lot um so there there's a lot of anxiety about like am i pleasing her do i know how to get her off um a lot of men are more worried about the woman's experience than you would think years ago i once read i think it was cosmo that a guy i think he was uh, i think he hired prostitutes or whatever and um he was being interviewed, but I remember him saying, what turns me on the most, the reason why I cheat or the reason why I hire these prostitutes, whatever, is because uh, these women seem like they really enjoy it. Like he's, he said, what gets me off is when I feel like she's getting off. Yeah. Do you feel like that's what men are feeling? Totally. And it's an ego thing if you think about it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like, look what I did. Right. Like, look, oh, I got her off or I made her really excited or like she got really into it. Yeah. A lot men and women, I think, get off or get really excited about turning the other person on. And that's why it's so important. I think f- even just for the communication piece for men to feel like they know how to please the woman. Um, that's why women should never fake orgasms. Yeah. Let's talk about that. <laughs> let's talk about that. <laughs> Why do you feel, and what do your patients say of why they do fake it, and how do you help them with that? 
very often they fake it because either they just want the experience to be over with, like it's not going well. They don't feel comfortable expressing what it is that they really do want. Mm. They're worried that the guy's ego is going to be hurt or something like that. 70% of women cannot orgasm from penetration. I just feel so bad for them. I know, I know that number is very high. It's high. Why is that? I don't know. I think it's a, a physical a physical thing, right? Mm. I don't know. I think women have the ability to orgasm. It's just that it takes a lot more time and effort and practice. And so... And mindset. And mindset. So if the woman knows how to do it herself and she can communicate that to her partner, you're already setting yourself up for success because then if she communicates it to the partner and then he figures out how to do it, not everybody feels good. So what do you tell that woman... You were just saying that she, you know she's faking it. Yeah. You, you, what what is your advice? How do you help her? The longer you fake it, the longer you're going to be dissatisfied with your sex life because you guys are going to walk away from the sexual experience, and he's feeling like on top of the world, like oh look what I just did, and she's feeling like crap because she hasn't gotten off or it wasn't feeling good at all. The only and she's lying. Yeah, and she's lying to him. So he mm-hmm. thinks that he's doing a great job. So he's totally not going to be open to this feedback if all of a sudden you're like, hey, by the way, you've never gotten me off. So. Well, that even saying that is accusatory and yeah, attacky, absolutely. as opposed to saying, you know, I've got some hang-ups or I've got some blocks I'd like to work on. Yep. Um, so what do you tell her? Like, you kind of imply that maybe she spends time with herself and feel, finds time. out what feels good. <laughs> yep. Spend time figuring out what feels good for you and then take the right time to talk to your partner about what you really like. So I really like it when you touch me this way, or I really like it when we have more foreplay, or I really like Mm -hmm. to watch porn or whatever it is that you've discovered that you really like or the type of sex that you really like. And then, yeah, bring it up to your partner. I think this would be a better way for you to get me off or get a vibrator and use that. And instead of feeling like he's he's going in blind, right? Like all women are different and mm-hmm. I, you have to kind of assume that people want to please their partners. So in a way, if you're not clear about what it is that you like yourself, then you can't communicate that to your partner. They can't read your mind. And then, yeah, you're going to fake it and you're just going to be unhappy. Do you find couples, that, have you ever met people who really aren't interested in pleasing the other person? Yeah, there are. I mean, and then some people are how not do, how do you feel? How do you figure that out? Like, I'm sure they come in like, oh, I want to please her but or him, but you can figure it out? Like, what, what do you look for? I mean, what? I think there's a few questions you can ask, right? Like, what's the purpose of... Okay. A sexual experience for you. Like, are you looking just for you to get off? Are you looking to get the girl off? What are you looking for? What's your end game? What's your goal? I think people's answers to that can be pretty telling. (laughs) Can you give me an example of a couple who um, had problems in the bedroom and how you help them so i was seeing a, a couple that were swingers and I've, I've seen a few couples that were swingers and they started off very much because the husband really wanted to like he wanted variety he thought it would be exciting and spicy and these people have grown kids like they're successful entrepreneurs been married um, a while yeah they've okay. been married for i think like 20 30 years at this point and so um they came in and he really wanted to go to these swingers parties and do all of this stuff, threesomes and switching partners and all that. And she was sort of apprehensive about it. Um, Of course she was. And so originally it was like she was just doing it for him. He enjoyed watching her with other men. It was a whole thing for him. It was a whole fantasy that he had always had. Um, And it was working for a while until she met someone that she had just amazing sexual chemistry with. And... 
had a whole side situation with this person that she met at one of the swingers clubs that she... What do you mean by a side situation? She was cheating. She oh, ultimately okay. turned into... So this happens with swingers sometimes as people build this actual connection with the person that they're I would just imagine. supposed to play with and it turns into a completely different relationship. So... so so, but you, you, you know, we always, we talk about communication and yeah. couples who are not swingers could learn from this. Yeah. So what did they do wrong? They weren't communicating about what the rules were, right? So from the very beginning, what they needed to be doing was saying, okay, we only communicate with these people in group texts, or we only see these people when we go to these parties. We don't have one-on-one relationships with people. Or at the early stages of their relationship, when they were swinging, I hadn't started seeing them yet. I don't think he realized the husband that she wasn't that into it. I think that she... And was she honest? No, she wasn't. She was going along with it. faking orgasm. Exactly. She was faking it. She's like, yeah, I'm super into this. I'm doing this for you. Whatever. And she wasn't. Did you... I'm sorry to interrupt. Did you... Did you... um, get her to look at why she went along with it what was under that yeah i mean i think for a lot of women like we're taught to please our partners Mm -hmm. right like this is something that in not just sexually but in a million different ways women very often feel like their purpose or one of their major purposes is to please their partner i mean if your husband comes to you and says uh i mean he kind of said i'll just paraphrase i'm bored yeah i'd like some extra spice like with all these people yeah I mean, it's either, I would imagine it'd be pretty shocking. It's either you leave or you go along. I'd leave. Maybe there are other ways to explore how to spice up your life without involving other people. If you don't want to involve, if that's a hard no for you, you have to be pretty clear. Okay. We maybe we want different things sexually. Maybe we can find some way to work around this so that our sex life can be a little spicier and you don't feel like you have to go out there. Maybe not, and maybe that's a, a difficult point for a relationship. Does that ever work in a, in a in a relationship swinging? Do they ever? With the most open, honest communication, then yeah, it can work. And there are couples that you would never know that are swingers that are mm-hmm. having good relationships. For mm-hmm. majority of people, probably not. I mean, if my husband came to me and asked that, I would say no, but... I would be so worried. I'd be like, what am I doing wrong? Right. Wow. I would take it personally. But see, that's it. I think everyone would, right? Like, oh, am I not attractive right. anymore? Like, am I not doing it for yeah. you? And it's usually not that, right? Like, usually people's kinks or people's desires are more about them and what they want and less about the person that they're with. But absolutely, I mean, most people would take it personally. Whatever happened to that couple? They're good. They're doing really well. They're, they swing occasionally, and it's more of like a weekend thing that they do together. We worked through the infidelity piece and tried to build back trust, and it worked. And so they actually are back to swinging, but they're doing really well. Okay, let's take that extreme case and water it down to, uh, I mean, I think it's extreme. I think there are more <laughs> swingers out there than I realize. Probably. Especially in South Florida. But let's let's be more generic. Let's Give me an example of a couple that came to you you know, with regular, typical, you know, problems in bed, somebody, both, or somebody not getting their needs met, and how you help them? Um, a couple basically came in that, the woman came in alone to start, and she said her husband was pretty much going to leave her if they didn't start having more sex, that they used to have a bunch of sex, that he was very sexual, and she felt like she was completely just shut off sexually. Um, so what we did was really start thinking about why. Why are you shut down sexually? Is it because you have kids? Is it because you're busy? Is it because you don't feel like your husband sees you? Is there some trauma? A lot of people have some mm-hmm. trauma associated with sex. In this particular instance, she did. And it doesn't always have to be major traumas like 
molestation or abuse or anything like that. It could just be that you had an uncomfortable experience at some point in your life. And that's kind of where she was. She had had a few uncomfortable sexual experiences in college and she felt kind of triggered very often when they would start to have sex or when he would bring up her husband would bring up wanting to have sex in her mind somehow she was going back to these Mm. like uncomfortable places where she didn't feel good about herself so we really had to work individually on getting her into a place where she felt like she was confident and she felt like she had overcome some of those uncomfortable situations that she had been in did she work? Did did you help them? Yeah, happy I helped ending? them. It had a happy ending. Okay. She learned what it is that she really liked about sex, and she learned what what it is about loving herself. Right, you have to feel confident and good about yourself in yes. order to have good sex. I really believe that. So, if you don't feel good about yourself and you work on it, and your partner's patient and works with you, then you can have a happy ending. I do you tell you tell especially the females to work on feeling confident because. I, I personally wear lingerie for myself. Yep. I personally work out so I feel good about myself. Yep. I didn't. I wasn't. That wasn't always the case. I used to, <laughs> in my old marriage, go to bed with granny panties. I mean, that goes with having kids too. But I'm in a different place now. But yeah, now I, I want to release my inner lioness for me. Yeah. Do you tell women this? Absolutely. What is it that self care looks like for you? Working out is a great one. I always tell women to wear lingerie. If that doesn't put you in the mood, set some candles, have a nice bath, do something, get yourself feeling good about you. It's not a show for your partner. It's not It's not just about like, oh, I'm going to have sex with my husband because he wants me to. Like, This is pleasure for you too. And if it isn't, then we have to work on it. Beautiful. So another tip is you were talking earlier about being in the moment. That, that can be sexual? Absolutely. So a lot of people have anxiety. And if you don't actually have anxiety, then you just have a million thoughts going through your mind all the time. We all we all do. And so one way to really be in the moment sexually is to think about mindfulness, right? Which is not necessarily a sexy subject, but even if you don't meditate or practice mindfulness on a regular basis, when you're sex is like food, I think. So if you're going to have a really good meal and you're sitting down to eat, what's your favorite thing to eat? Mexican food. Oh, Mexican right? food. Okay. So you're going to have a big plate of tacos. Yeah. And you're going to, like, you smell the taco. You're not, like, sticking your nose in the in the plate and sniffing it, but you smell it, and you, you put the taco in your mouth, and you chew on it, and you, you can feel the texture, and you can taste amazing flavors and peppers and all of this. And you're really in the moment when you're eating that taco, unless you're watching TV and zoning out. But you should be really in the moment right. enjoying it's good, that food. It's bad to eat and watch TV, yeah. you're right. Or drinking the margarita or a glass of wine. Like You really want to focus on what does this taste like? Like How does this feel as I'm eating it or drinking it? Sex, I think, is the same thing. So what I often tell clients, because a lot of people come to me, especially men with sexual anxiety, is like, get out of your head. What are you worried about? You're worried about not performing or not pleasing your partner. I think one of the best tips is to focus on your five senses when you're in and you're hooking up with someone. What do I see right now? Hopefully you like what you see. Otherwise, why are you hooking up with them? So what do I see? What do I hear? What are the noises? Mm -hmm. What's the other person saying? What do I taste? So you're kissing someone or you're kissing their body. Like, what does it taste like? What do I smell? Do I like this person's perfume? And just focusing on the perfume for a bit. And what do I feel with my hands? And this is the biggest one. Like if you touch whatever, I'm wearing jeans right now. I'm touching the jeans. I feel the texture of them. If you're thinking about what you're feeling in that moment, then you're not wrapped up in your head. You've basically meditated your way into a mindful state while you're having sex. 
That's a great tip. And men, I would imagine, are very visual. They're they're focused on their visual sense, which is why they're strip clubs and porn is hot. Um, So what do you tell them? That that's, you know, for a lot of guys, if they're worried about performing or not performing, I guess, in that case, then I tell them, like, you need to focus on whatever it is on that person that you're with that you're really attracted to, obviously without getting overexcited, but take in the moment, just enjoy the actual moment that you're experiencing instead of being so caught up in whatever you're worried about. So let's go over some of your tips on how to get your needs met in bed. Number one, Victoria says, find out what you want, especially for women. Find out what feels good to you. Maybe spend some time alone with yourself to see what you want. You know, and if it is cuddling after, if it if it is a position or, or whatever it is, find out what you want and verbalize it to your partner. Talk about sex before, this is number two, talk about sex before you have sex. That doesn't mean you're a bad, dirty person. <laughs> it means you're a healthy, normal person. And number three, be encouraging to your partner. Tell him or her, that felt great. That was wonderful that you did this. Um, cheerlead both of you. Actually, lastly, be mindful, be in the moment. And I think, you know, that's really helpful too. Again, I'm generalizing for women. uh, I've caught myself doing this just a few times. I'll be like, oh my God, did I lock the door? (laughs) Oh my God, did I get an avocado at at, at Publix? Um, You know, like get back to truly enjoying that meal. Yep. That meal. And don't take yourself so seriously too. This is supposed to be out fun and pleasure and not stress and anxiety and avocados. (laughs) <laughs> unless they're going to be part of uh yeah, whatever part of the pleasure your boat, whatever <laughs> if you want to reach victoria you can find her at virtualcounselinggroup.com but you can also dm her on her instagram and that's dr victoria raymond r-a-y-m-o-n-d women talk 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 communicate 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 about what you want and guys i hope you get what you want everybody needs to be happy in bed absolutely thanks victoria thank you A reminder to everybody, submit your questions on adviceforlifewithlynn.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free email. You'll be the first to get my weekly blog on how to live consciously and peacefully. You'll also get access to my free happiness guide when you sign up. Also, I'm looking for guests with different ways that they can help the Advice for Life with Lynn followers. So reach out, maybe if you think you've got something to say and you want to be on the podcast. Lastly, please subscribe and rate my podcast on iTunes. I really care about what you think. So Tell me how I'm doing. I want your thoughts. The links are in the show notes and also on the website. I want to help as many people as I can with this podcast. So your shares, your subscribes and reviews help us gain visibility in the iTunes store and they help us reach more people. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. And remember, there is nothing we can't talk about.